Hi. This is Andrew Lana. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 79, I Wanna Rock. So a while back, a friend of mine sent a video of the University of Florida volleyball team during the Star Spangled Banner. And several of the players were kneeling during the playing of our national anthem. And that seemed to upset my friend. At least that's what I gather by the fact that he sent the video with the accompanying text simply stating, puke, exclamation point. I believe this video was sent to me so that I could have the thought, these disrespectful, ungrateful little shits. But that's not what I thought. My first thought was, why the hell do we still play the Star Spangled Banner during sporting events? First of all, It feels a little jingoistic to play your national anthem before every game. Uh, But my problem with this is not principled enough to be about portrayals of nationalism. My problem is that this thing creates an awkward social situation at an event that I'm attending for fun. So first they tell you, stand up and take off your hat. Well, shit, if I put on a hat, it's probably because my hair looked like crap. Back when I had hair. And now, it's compounded with hat hair. But sure, let's parade that around for everyone. Then, once I'm standing with my hat off, what do I do with my hands? Do you go all in and put your hand over your heart? And which was the correct side again? The right or the left? I mean, the heart is pretty much in the fucking middle. So even feeling around for your heart rate or your heart pulse, that doesn't really help. But fuck it, I actually don't want to do that because that looks a little too Boy Scout. So maybe hands at the side or, ooh, interlace behind the back. That seems to be what most of the players go for. I'll do that. And then do I sing along? Well, I don't really know all the words, so no. But I need to breathe as if I'm singing along and then move my mouth around a little bit to make sure I'm acting like I'm singing And what's the point of all this? Well, it's obvious not to bring the country together because my friend sent me this video just to shit on other Americans. Um, And if you're watching on TV at home, it's not like the Star Spangled Banner plays and you get up and like, everyone quiet, stand there. It's really more of an acoustic signal that you have one more pee break before kickoff. Worse than this is that the ritual is a complete buzzkill. Because usually the national anthem comes on after the players have come out onto the court or field. So you've been cheering and stomping and chugging beer, booing the other team, and then you have to shut up for 90 seconds and fake a face that looks like you're contemplating all those who died for your freedom. And after this song is done, you have to ramp your energy back up because, let's face it, the Star Spangled Banner isn't exactly thunderstruck by ACDC or Eye of the Tiger by Survival. Doesn't really get you going. And here comes the crux of the issue. The Star Spangled Banner sucks donkey dick as a national anthem. That's the real problem. The song sucks. And why is this damn song our national anthem? Is it because it was a heroic song that our troops sang as they fought for our independence during the Revolutionary War? No. Listen, the Star-Spangled Banner was based on a poem from an amateur poet, 
lawyer, you can get the trivia question, Francis Scott Key. He wrote during the Battle of Baltimore, during the War of 1812. The War of 1812, not Revolutionary War. Yeah, we were already a country. Now, quick, tell me facts about the War of 1812. Uh, did it happen in 1812? Yeah, good job. Anything else? Yeah, it was against the British again. They were fucking with our Navy. But also it happened because the British aligned themselves with the American Indian tribes who were fighting against us because we were expanding into their territories. (laughs) So maybe, especially a few days after Indigenous People Day, we don't celebrate that war too much anymore. By the way, there are four verses in the original poem. They're not impressive. This isn't Shakespeare. But we only sing the first verse. And unfortunately, the first verse ends in a question mark. Did you ever notice that? Question mark. Here it is. Oh, say, does that Star Spangled Banner yet wave? Or the land of the free and the home of the brave? Question mark. Does it? This is how we end our celebrations? Yay, we have no idea. The answer, by the way, actually comes at the end of the second verse, which ends in a period. The end of the second verse is, Tis the star-spangled banner, O long may it wave, O'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. Period. But we don't sing the second verse, because that would test our attention span. And we certainly don't sing the third verse, because that's the one that mentions slaves. Now note that Francis Scott Key wrote a poem and not a song. He didn't write any music. So where did the music come from? Oh, well, that was stolen by a friend of his from a popular song by an English composer. The tune was actually the theme song of a gentleman's club of amateur musicians from London. (laughs) Now, considering who we fought for our independence and who we fought in the War of 1812, the fact that the tune to our national anthem, which is often played without the words, like at the Olympics, is actually a British song. I might refer to that as ironic. And worse than that, the song that we ripped off, the British tune, sucks. It's got a really big vocal range. It's over an octave and a half. And that makes it difficult for most people to sing, which is not great for a supposed unifying song. I mean, shit. Let's all just sing Dream On by Aerosmith together. Even if you do remember all the words to the damn song, do you really want to sing out loud and come up flat on Home of the Free? This is why there have legitimately been only three good performances of the Star Spangled Banner ever. Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock, Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl in 1991, and Enrico Palazzo in Naked Gun. In fact, most versions of the national anthem today at big sporting events sound like the performer is making sweet love to my country. Uh, It always is like, oh, oh, say... Can you see by the dawn's 
Berlinat. Shit, get a room. Anyway, the last perhaps surprising fact to you about this shit song is that it's only been the official national anthem of the U.S. since 1931. Yeah, less than 100 years ago. Scotch tape was a thing before we called this our national anthem. It's been our anthem for less than half of our history. So I don't think we're stuck with this crap song. And in fact, I don't think choosing national anthem, it's not in the Constitution. We can turn overturn this pretty quickly. I think maybe a national petition, a simple majority passage through Congress. I mean, we may, we may have to give Joe Manchin another pipeline in West Virginia, but I think we can do this. So let's go ahead and choose another song. So what do we do? Well, let's first make sure it was actually written by Americans this time. Uh, In fact, let's make sure it's a definable American music style song. The Star Spangled Banner sounds like a European song, because it is. So let's start with some American music genres. Blues and jazz would be obvious, because they're two of the greatest cultural contributions we've made to the world. But I want to update the song a bit now that we're starting over. Uh, There's also bluegrass and country music, uh, but I hate country music. So I'm ruling out right now Lee Greenwood's Sap Fest, God Bless the USA. Just too sweet right now, out. Because I will completely avoid all future sporting events if I'm forced to hear that piece of shit. All right. Rap and hip hop, excellent choices. But I'm going to suggest something a little different. And here we go. An underappreciated all-American musical genre. Hair metal. Hair metal. It's loud, audacious, self-aggrandizing, and fabulous. It's America. Now, hair metal is influenced by glam rocks, Britain kings like David Bowie and Mark Bolin of T-Rex, but it was revolutionized and made more badass by Kiss from New York and Alice Cooper from Phoenix, Arizona, Van Halen from Los Angeles. It's followed by American West, West Coast bands like Motley Crue, Rat, Quiet Riot, Dokken, and East Coast bands like Bon Jovi, Poison, Skid Row, Cinderella, Twisted Sister, both coasts. Yeah, they wore their hair long. They wore makeup, fishnet stockings, but they played loud and they liked chicks. America, baby. By the way, the lead singer of Twisted Sister, Dee Snyder, famously went before Congress in 1985, along with Frank Zappa, to go against Tipper Gore and her parents' music resource center. And he argued for free speech and freedom of expression. And now at a time when we've been all reawakened to the problem of aggressive censorship, we owe a debt to Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister showing up to Congress in a tank top and eyeliner. So, here we go. I'm going to give my suggestion for a new national anthem. Mm, Here it is. Twisted Sister's biggest hit, We're Not Gonna Take It. We're not going to take it. Now, before you think this is a joke, just stop and consider it. First, song is written by an American, Dee Snyder from New Jersey. 
Second, everyone can sing it. I mean, try it. Tonight at the bar, put it on the digital jukebox after everyone has had sufficient alcohol. Everyone will find that it's in their vocal range. Third, it rocks. There will be no dip in energy at the sporting event when they break for the national anthem. Trust me, it'll rock right through. And most importantly, and I'm not kidding, or in the words of Joe Biden, not a joke, man. The lyrics of this song may provide the best description of the American attitude that have ever been written. From the Boston Tea Party to Don't Tread on Me to the Civil Rights Movement to the Ramones to BLM to MAGA, America's spirit is best defined as defiance and freedom and fuck you. Here are some of the lyrics to We're Not Gonna Take It in case it's been a while for you. We've got the right to choose and there ain't no way we'll lose it. This is our life. This is our song. We'll fight the powers that be. Just don't pick on our destiny because you don't know us. You don't belong. Oh, you're so condescending. Your call is never ending. We don't want nothing, not a thing from you. Your life is trite and jaded, boring and confiscated. If that's your best, your best won't do. We're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. There's no kneeling to that. At a time when we feel like our, our elites are letting us down and leading us astray, what could be better? So, all right, let's say we pick it as our song. What do we do when our national anthem plays? Certainly you stand up. You can probably keep your hat on, maybe even add one of a, a long-haired wig. Hand over your heart doesn't make any sense. I think we could raise our fists of defiance or the devil horns from Ronnie James Dio. But what I would prefer is that when this song played to the world, we just raise our middle finger during the song. By the way, the raising of the middle finger can be traced back to ancient times as a sexual gesture, but it looks like the idea of the middle finger meaning fuck you, that appears to be beautifully and expressively American. So rock the finger and the twisted sister at the next Super Bowl and let every other country know, fuck you, we're America. Pass the tequila. Out!